It's good to see you today. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture. This is our Thursday edition. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and uh, we are continuing to look through the the chaos and the political mess of the northern and southern kingdoms. Uh, And I know this can get a little bit confusing, but I hope we're taking it in little steps. We're switching mainly back and forth between kings and chronicles uh, and trying to piece together the different kings. Uh, For the most part, the northern king are all bad. The southern kings are now starting to get worse. Um, If you remember, we left off with uh, the the death of uh, King Joash of Judah, Um, but that that was in in, uh, 2 Kings. We're going to hit that again, the story from the Chronicles. Chronicles, remember, is always focused more on the, the, the priest and the kings of Judah, um, where kings uh, tends to, to focus a little bit more on the kings of Israel and the prophets. Um, so today we'll be uh, uh, reading 2 Kings 13 and 14, and then 2 Chronicles 22 through 25. So, uh, so Second Kings thirteen and fourteen, and then Second Chronicles twenty through twenty two through twenty five. All right. So Second Kings chapter thirteen. Remember, we talked about Jehu. He uh, basically came and wiped out uh, all of the <laughs> all the family of Ahab. Got rid of uh, all, all memory of Ahab and and Jezebel. Um, well, his son comes to power, um, named. Uh, uh, Jael has, and he also did evil in the sight of the Lord. That's in chapter 13. Uh, I do think it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, Syria is a, is a constant thorn in the side of, uh, of the northern kingdom of, of Israel. Um, and so Jael has pleased with the Lord, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. All right, so the Lord is still trying to work for the people of Israel. He desires for them to turn back to him. And so when they are oppressed, the Lord does uh, intervene at times. And this is even with a bad king. Um, and and Jehoaz is a, is not a good king, but he did plead with the Lord, and the Lord showed mercy. Um, but then Jehoaz does not respond and does not change his ways. And you know, there's just something in there that's kind of important. Uh, sometimes we uh, don't really pay any t- attention to God at all in any area of our life. And then tragedy hits or something big uh, happens and we cry out to God and we ask for him to intervene. Uh, and then maybe when he does, then we just kind of fall right back into the pattern of where we had been before. Um, we need to be careful that we don't act like many of these kings uh, act. Um, and so we uh, have Jehoaz, then he has a son named Joash, which is confusing because there's a Joash in Judah, but this is the jo- Joash of, of Israel. Um, it says, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, but walked in them. Um, so he, he is not a good king either. This is Joash, uh, king of Israel. Joash was the king when Elisha dies. So uh, Elisha became sick. Uh, then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him and said, Oh, my father, father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. Now, so he, he's, uh, he recognized, even though the kings didn't like Elisha because he told them what it, how it was, um, they did recognize that he was a man of God. So here Joash is, is, is concerned with Elisha dying. Um, uh, Elisha uh, kind of 
uh, tells him, you know, to uh, to follow some certain traditions and stuff with uh, with the bow and striking the ground, and and he, he's making uh, an a, a, an illustration of of what uh, King Joash needs to do to the to the Syrians and uh, Joash doesn't do it the way that Elisha desires. And so Elisha says, uh, you'll never fully be rid of the Syrians. And then Elisha does uh, pass away. Um, and there's kind of, you know, Elisha did a lot of miracles and his life, uh, even in death, there is a miracle that is associated with Elisha. Verse 20 uh, of chapter 13 says, then Elisha died and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down, he touched the bones of Elisha and revived and stood on his feet. Just kind of really interesting. Uh, There was something about Elisha. uh, There are so many uh, different miracles associated with him. Then the end of chapter 13 uh, talks about how uh, Israel does recapture uh, some cities from Syria, but they do not uh, completely uh, get rid of, of the Syrian influence. Then in 2 Kings, uh, it talks about uh, a little bit about the kings of Judah again. So it had uh, talked about uh, Joash. Now it talks about Joash's son, Amaziah. And, uh, and we see that Amaziah, um, he did what was right. Uh, uh, in the sight of the Lord. Um, however, he did not completely take away uh, some of the altars and the uh, the the pagan gods. Um, but but we see that he executed those who had murdered Joash, his father, um, and then he starts a war with Israel. We'll learn a little bit more about that. Um, and Israel actually defeats him. Um, and so he kind of ends his uh, tenure in shame that he is defeated by uh, Israel. So now we're in, that gets us through uh, chapter 14 of, of 2 Kings. Now we're in 2 Chronicles 22 through 25. We're kind of going back in time. Uh, remember, we're trying to go in chronological order, so we're hitting uh, you know, these, these passages as they, they kind of overlap. So Second Chronicles um, 22 is beginning the story of King Joash. And, and remember, his mom uh, was Athaliah, who she was connected with King Ahab, remember? And, and so uh, she actually becomes ruler of the southern kingdom of, of Judah. Uh, remember, she wants to get rid of all of the line of David that uh, included uh, King Joash. And, and so she was starting to kill everyone. Joash was saved um, by uh, Je- Jehoiada, um, who was the priest, um, and, uh, and his life was spared. Jo- Joash's life was spared. Then he becomes king at age seven. Uh, remember, they, they go and they, uh, they kill Athaliah um, and anyone who was going to follow her. Um, and so Joash now is king. Um, chapter 20, uh, 24 uh, of Second Chronicles talks about, again, remember we talked about how Joash repaired the temple um, and how the Levites were not doing it quickly. So they kind of went back uh, to the way Moses collected some of the, the money and funds, and they did that, and the, the temple began to be restored. Um, 
it just shows you how far down the the people had gone. Um, verse 7 of chapter 24 says, For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and had also presented all of the dedicated things to the house of the Lord uh, to the Baals. So, you know, they had just completely um, moved away from God and were worshiping the pagan god of Baal. Um, but Joash is repairing the temple. Um, however, um, as Joash gets older and then the priest, Jehoiada, who was his, his main confidant, um, his um, uh, person who advisor, he was somebody who advised uh, Joash, when he dies, um, as any time in politics and power and things like that, when, when there's a, a missing spot, uh, that is going to get filled. And so Joash, uh, he was now missing an advisor. So politically speaking, there was a group of, uh, of leaders who jumped into that place and they were not godly. And Joash was easily influenced by them. Um, he, so Joash, while he did some good things, was not a strong leader because he was just influenced by whoever was advising him. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, there's definitely some, uh, applications to, uh, the way that we look at leadership even today, um, who you surround yourself with, who you're advise, who is advising you, um, is, it makes a difference. And Joash was not a strong leader, even though he did a lot of good things, restored the temple. Uh, but that was really because of who was advising him and who he trusted. And then whenever Jehoiada, the priest, dies and uh, this other group comes in, they are not godly. And Joash begins to listen to them and says, uh, uh, now, after the death of Jehoiada, this is in verse 17 of chapter 24, the leaders of Judah came down, bowed down to the king, uh, and the king listened to them. Therefore, they left the house of the Lord God of their father, served wooden images and items and uh, idols. Wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord, and they testified against them, but they would not listen. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada. So this is the the son of the priest who had advised Joash, who had saved Joash's life. Um, and he says, why do you transgress uh, the commandments of the Lord so that they, so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. So, they con- so the leaders conspired against him, and at the command of the king, they stoned him. So here Joash is giving a command to stone the son uh, of the priest who had saved his life. Just really ugly, right? Uh, political intrigue and all of that. Uh, it, it becomes a, a, a messy situation. And so Joash gets caught up into that because he is not being faithful to God. Um, then he, he is killed. Joash, actually, the way that he dies um, is uh, Syrians come and uh, strike a blow to, the, uh, uh, to Judah. Um, and then basically those Jewish leaders then conspire to have Joash killed. Then Joash's son, Amaziah, in chapter 25, um, interesting what it it says. It says, uh, he comes to power, uh, Joash's son, uh, and did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a loyal heart. So he did some good things, but he wasn't really all that good of a person. Uh, He wasn't really 
truly faithful to God. He just did them. And, you know, sometimes you can do the right thing, uh, but for the wrong reason. And I, I think that is who King Amaziah is. Uh, you, you can read in, in, uh, in there, starting in verse five, talks about a war against Edom. Um, he actually tries to um, get a huge army together. So he conscripts, hires uh, men from Israel to come and fight with them. And a prophet, a man of God tells him, um, no, God is not with Israel. You don't need to bring them. And so he sends them back. Well, they get mad and they actually attack some of the uh, cities in Judah. Um, but Amaziah goes and he does defeat the Edomites. Uh, he destroys them. Um, now this doesn't, it doesn't seem that it's really from God. So he, he's d- does things and destroys a lot of prisoners and uh, things like that. Pretty brutal stuff. Um, so he achieves a bit victory, but there's not really an indication that it, this is what God fully desires. Um, and, and so uh, Amaziah uh, then gets upset because the Israelites who he had hired and then sent back um, because they had, um, uh, you know, kind of ransacked a few cities. He calls out uh, uh, Joash in the kingdom of Israel and wants to fight the kingdom of Israel. And so they they do. They, they try to convince him not to, just to forget about it. But uh, Amaziah says, no, we're going to do this. Well, he is defeated. Israel defeats Judah um, in, in battle uh, at that time. And, and then we see uh, the death of Amaziah. It's also during this time that Israel, um, they destroyed some of the uh, uh, gate, the gate and the wall of Jerusalem. So we start seeing now, um, we've seen the crumbling in Israel already. Now we start seeing literally the crumbling uh, of Jerusalem. We've seen the uh, decay of the temple because of um, what Athaliah had done, then then some of the restoration with Joash, but now we're starting to see uh, continued decline and uh, the the symbolism um, is is definitely powerful as the gates and the wall is beginning to crumble. Um, the kingdom of Judah is beginning to crumble as well. All right, so for next Tuesday, um, let's Let's uh, read the book of Jonah. So just read all of Jonah, and we will go through Jonah on Tuesday. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend um, and look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend.